Right to 25 metres out, a couple of good fists on that and a dumping Maynard tackle. Might have been dangerous, was it? Walters and ricochets back to him, falling over Sonny with his back to goal. Maynard tackle on the car sales replay was like a spear if you like Goldberg or the edge in your WWE. Jacked him up. Great oh. tackle. Yeah, big tackle. Wondering how that was deemed less dangerous than Caleb Sarong's tackle on Adam Chera the week before. But anyway, welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter with TKD. And don't forget to have your say on the show today about the Commonwealth Games, about the AFLW season, or about what Michael Barlow is about to talk to us about. Of course, Mickey Barlow is the coach of Werribee. He's a former Fremantle player. And he's a member of the AFL Nation commentary team. Mick, welcome to the show. Good morning, Duff. Uh, good to be on. And yeah, the tackling thing—it's a bit of a, a bit of a mess, really, isn't it? Mate, I just—I I don't have any issue with the Braden Maynard tackle. I have an issue with it being deemed less dangerous than the Caleb Sarong tackle on Chera. That, to me, is nonsense. Just absolute yeah, nonsense. Uh, yeah, I. I Completely concur. I think there's, um, yep, no, I think you've, you've nailed it. Like it's uh, at the moment, it's uh, outcome based in terms of whether a player um, has to have a little vacation or not. Um, and yeah, from, from last season to this season, there's been a big swing in uh, what what that tackle looks like and, and what's been a dangerous tackle. And I think players are really starting to to second guess themselves and um, you know subconscious. I've probably seen. Elements of players pulling out of contests or, or, or not committing to tackles at, at, at times where I think the Dan Butler defence, which a few people have tried to take on as well, was you know, that, that's the way you've got to play to, to get selected in sides in certain positions. So, um, yeah, big sticking point. Uh, the AFL you know, needs to get on top of it and, and kind of really clarify what's going on. I think this year it's just going to continue with a little bit of the way it's been been trending, and no one will really know what's going on until they have a good refresh at the end of the year. What would you do if you were playing the game now and you were committing to a tackle? Would you try and hold the player up? Like, would you just try and not take them to ground at all? Is that the way you'd go about it? Well, I was always a Corella anyway, Duff. So I was a Corella. <laughs> and just, just, just forced them, forced them to, to, to try and kick it long down the line. But I think now from a coaching point of view, like I'm, I'm very much coaching... Uh, my players to, to to follow like instincts are going to take you um, a long way, and you don't want to rip away from from what the natural instincts is. But we, we do a lot of controlled tackling practice, and um, in those in those training drills, because because it's your own player and it's in a training environment, we we coach to, to try and um, you know keep your feet and and not take play to ground. Uh, a because you don't want to hurt your teammate, and and B um, that's that's the the way. The tackling is is um, seemingly going in the way you've got to look to execute a, a fair tackle. So that's kind of what I'm doing behind the scenes with um, with my own coaching. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And speaking of your own coaching, I believe you had a big win on the weekend, Mick. Yeah, we did. Um, and yeah, the, the Northern Bullants we were down a lot on personnel. We've had a big a big changeover from from staff and players in the last probably you know, twelve months or at the end of last season. So. Um, yeah, they're a work in progress, uh, but at the same time, we yeah we feel like our game's going pretty well. We've got a, a, a group that's played together now, uh, probably three or four years, you know, twelve to, to fourteen to sixteen of them, which which is very uncommon in in the VFL landscape. So I'm benefiting largely from guys kind of committing to the program and committing to the VFL um, and committing to each other, 
uh, over probably the lure of you know, some local football, like less less responsibility, more income, all that stuff that, that we battle within state league environments. But um, we're going okay, Duff. So let's talk Fremantle. What went wrong against Collingwood? Yeah, just clearly the second quarter put so much effort and, and um, the narrative around the first quarter was, was clear, wasn't it? On the start fast, they tried some new things during the week. They acknowledged that it was something they had to get on top of and, and, and there was a response. But then the breathe out came, didn't it? And it's, it was significant against the side. Like, I'm not I'm not too critical of, of the way Fremantle played all the result for Fremantle on the weekend because Collingwood are... Um, they're playing at, at a level I haven't seen before, really. The speed on the ball and, and the way they want to just take the game on. And They had a 30-minute patch in the second quarter. Um, it was a 10 goal, 10 goal second quarter, one right on the buzzer that sunk the heart to the Dockers, and, and the Dockers had, had some issues with, with injury and personnel. So the, the result was the result. I don't think we can be too critical of, of, of the result on the weekend, but where they find themselves in the season, you know, 15 on the ladder, fourth last, um, it does speak to uh, a real decline in, I would say, just what what they've what they've put together. Like the the age demographic, or the they've got younger, haven't they? After one year to the next, so they've got younger. Yeah. Um, off the back of being a quite a young side that that had gone to a semi final, um, so it's a high risk, high reward um, strategy that they went with, and in the short term, it hasn't worked. So. I think the fact that they are young and they're getting exposure uh, to football, a lot of these guys probably before they're ready. Johnson, Erasmus was okay on the weekend. Um, you know, Liam Henry's getting getting better. It's 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 now looking like it's a a, a growth year, and and with the um, with the possibility to jump again next year. But I think the off season and listening to some commentary across the weekend, Fremantle is side probably more so than any side in the comp that need a need an off-season slash pre-season of, of committing to a game plan and and um, getting those players improved kind of 10 to 20% uh, individually. That's what I was going to ask you. Given that it's fast footy, um, that's what we're seeing Collingwood do. A lot of bounce from the back, a lot of ball movement quickly through the corridor and almost like that ball movement and the speed of it becomes more important than the personnel ahead of the ball. Is this what Justin Longmuir and Fremantle need to commit to towards the end of this season and over summer? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, um, an interesting take because yeah, so I, did, I did the game a couple of weeks ago. I did a game with Brenton Sanderson, who you know, coached Adelaide and was was a part of the Collingwood coaching group for a long time. I coached with Justin Longmuir, and you know, we spoke about that there's probably two or three clubs that just are a little bit resistant at the moment to to jump into that that mode of ball movement. But defensively, we know what what JL's been able to do for Freo, particularly last year, set the game up off the back of defence. Um, so I'm just ripping ripping through that this year with with high risk, high reward, and, and willing to give one or two on the way back to, to get six or seven themselves. So uh, Brendan Sanderson was was talking about um, particularly Freo were watching a Carlton game at the time. It was Carlton Freo were running parallel with the game we were doing, and um, yeah, there was just it seemed easier to defend than than what most games you're watching. But the, the, the Freo ball movement, you can save a bit of energy on defence and eventually you're going to get your look and, and it's nearly a a, um, a a break to the players. When we get it back on off turnover against these guys, we go. Whilst, whilst the opposition defence isn't set, 
um, to to get your way through it. So that's yeah, it's a copycat league, and I I, I think they won't fully acknowledge it publicly, but there's some work to do on the offensive side of the ball. Um, all the while, you know, they've got a young key forward trio, really, um, that, that need probably 12 to 24 months before we can really understand if they're at the level or, or what they will be uh, as AFL athletes. Yeah, no, that's a good call. Um, what, if you could make one move as, let, let's just put you in Justin Longmuir's shoes, if you could make one move between now and the end of the season, try a player in a different role, what would that move be, do you think? Who, who would you like to see doing something different to see what he can do? Well, okay, I actually, I was, I was listening to something last night that, that had, or, 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 or was a, might have been a print article about this, and, you know, Chapman, and, oh, it might have been you, actually, Duff, I was listening to you last night. There you go. Yeah. Um, on, on Hayden Young and Hayden Young and Chapman through the midfield. So I think Hayden Young's played a little bit through the midfield this year. Um, with the void of Will Brody and Dave Bundy this this year, Will through a bit of form and, and a bit of injury and, and Dave through retirement, um, your point was well made that they've, they've exposed you know, very good AFL midfielders in Caleb Sarong and Andy Brayshaw to carry a, a big load. Um, and that load has become too significant against sides that can really swing six to eight through the midfield. Um, yeah, so I'd like just to see the centre bounce stuff is, is one I'm continually intrigued with. So they've gone with Jackson for bits and bits and bobs. Um, yeah, Michael Walters was a player that, that through the period between 2013 and 2012, 2015, he was a, a centre bounce player at times. To get a little bit of speed in, in the centre bounce and then spit forward, is a Michael Frederick. Um, or Switkowski's done a little bit of it. I think there needs to be a little bit of variety, centre bounce, um, and potentially uh, up around some midfield stoppages for, for some, of, some of those speed players. That's what I'm seeing missing, as well as the big body mid, which which has been um, uh, vacated by Will Brody for, for the short term. So, hey, Young you know, is, is of good size and starting to become a, a player that can compete physically in that position. So, um you know, with his ball use, again, kind of go back to that period that I played with the Dockers, Stephen Hill, you know, the good ball use. We could play him on the inside a lot as that second receiver or the first receiver from from um, other players to be able to utilise, you know, burst from stoppage and, and ball use coming out of that stoppage. Yeah, there wasn't a better ball user going inside attacking 50 than Stephen Hill when he was really up and going. Um Question from a listener, no name on it. Uh, can you please ask Michael Barlow if he thinks Justin Longmuir is the right coach for Freo? I do. Yeah, I do. I think we we can get sometimes get too high on people and we can get too low on them uh, as well. So I understand the, the, there'd be frustration, and you know I'm I'm kind of in it as well. I'm a, a Fremantle supporter from from a distance now, and um, yeah, I, I, like I think I was kind of. Uh, had a fair bit of reality about what the year might look like at the start of the year from a personal point of view and the pressures that would be on this side that that had over oh, they'd achieved beyond what, oh, before what we'd expected them last year so um, and Justin Longmuir was showing that that was third year last year he got them got them into that semi-final so often there's a down down year and that might be a little bit of mentality a little bit of personnel shift which we've seen from Freo. Um, and then we can really judge JL on what, what next year looks like. Yeah, and he'd understand that. And he'll kind of go to work on, on what his coaching group looks like and, and how he can upskill those guys. And um, I love the fact that you know, when adversity 
confronts people. You know, a lot of a lot of the best stories, you know, confront that with with an opportunity uh, mindset or an opportunity lens. So, uh, JL, I think is absolutely that guy to be able to 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 resurrect or just to steady after this this poorish year. And it's not completely over yet, but I would I would suggest it's now hard stretch to to resurge it this year. Um, and then really establish this list. They won't have a huge turnover this year. That they'll be it's quite established. You know, the guys that have been with them that, that understand what they can, can't do, and, and where they've got to improve in terms of their own individual development plans and whatnot over the summer. Now, in the AFL now, because of the traits that you need to play the game, you can never have too many speed power athletes. I'm, I'm interested to know how much you've seen of a, of a bloke who's starting to play quite well at Peel, who was a mid-season rookie draft pick, Ethan Stanley. Looks like a, To me, he looks like a speed power athlete, a guy who might be able to play mm-hmm. on a wing, get forward, kick goals for you. What, what do you know about him? Yeah, he played a little bit for Box Hill. So he played a couple of games, Box Hill uh, in the VFL and Played well. I did a game, um, commentated a game for, for Channel Seven in the VFL, of which he played, and that was my first kind of exposure to him. Um, and looked undersized, absolutely, but looked uh, where the footy was clean um, and, and had big impact. Big impact off off the back of kind of limited limited possessions. So uh, he's he's one I wouldn't put too much pressure. Oh, he'll get exposed, I think, to AFL football this year if the if the trend is what the trend is at the moment for the Dockers, um, but you, you get a summer into these guys, you know, like into the guys that haven't really established what weights programs are or what a good diet is and or what what lifting the lid on on training looks like, and and they um, yeah that, that that will grow pretty quickly. So he's got some X factor, um, like you said, the the speed and power side of things will will, will be very prevalent. I think he's probably ten kilos off off being. Um, where he needs to be, but again, he's in the right place to, to be able to, to suit up and get there. I'm 10 kilos off where I need to be, Mick, and I'm the other side, so he can have 10 of mine. Other way, other yeah, way. Yeah, he can have 10 of mine and we'll get him there a lot quicker. <laughs> a, um, a, an AFL wildcard round. Now, I believe at the very plush Werribee Mansion today, the AFL oh. will put <laughs> the AFL will put um, to the clubs that um, there should be an yeah. AFL wildcard round. What are your views? Are they at the Werribee Mansion, are they? Apparently, that's where it's being done. They, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, I thought you might have been referred. There was an article uh, during the over the weekend about the VFL and the the separation between probably the top two or three performing standalones and the bottom two or three. And I think we were referred to in, in Werribee as the Atlantic City of um, the <laughs> VFL. Which I, I, nearly, I, ne- I nearly threw up my wheat picks when I read it because. If the bloke that wrote it could come out and just spend a day watching the people that operate at a high level for us uh, on little to no remuneration, then that would be well appreciated. But I'll move on from that little gripe and move into your question around the wild card round because the, the VFL is actually doing it. We're actually doing a wild card round this year. Um, 7, 8, 9, 10. It's a 21-team comp, so it probably gives a fair bit of merit to the, the fact that it'll give more opportunity to to teams that have pretty good seasons um, and may, may warrant an opportunity to get into the wild card or the, or the final spot. Um, so that's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate for it at VFL level, whether um, whether it shifts into the AFL landscape with, with the 18 teams. Um, I, I, I look at this season, I just look at that kind of mixer around what's kind of fifth to you know, 15th at the moment. 
And this next month, there's enough intrigue around that last spot, two spots, three spots anyway. Um, so every year is going to be different. Some years the top eight will be established well out. But this year, I think, speaks to the 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 nature of, let's view the, the last month of the season as your wild card opportunities. And there's so many of these matchups going on in the last um, month of the season that will will um, either put sides in or put sides out. So in short, I'd say I'm, I'm against it. I like it for the VFL just because of the 21 teams and probably the start of the year I saw it as a, a better opportunity for us to make finals. <laughs> <laughs> Mick, really appreciate your time and really appreciate your insights onto what's going on at Freo. I think it was a very measured analysis of, uh, of the Dockers in their season so far. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Duff. Michael Barlow, of course, he is the coach of Werribee in the VFL. He is also a former Fremantle star, and he is part of AFL Nation's commentary team. What do you think of what he's had to say? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55 out here in the Toolkit Depot studio. Don't forget to shop winter with TKD. We'll be back after the break.